100 years ago, Collier County was created, carved out of southern Lee County by order of the governor. When that happened, someone needed to serve and protect all 2,305 square miles of this brand new county. And so, on July 7, 1923, the Collier County Sheriff's Office was born. It began as a two-man department under the first sheriff, William Riley Maynard, then slowly expanded once the Tamiami Trail opened in 1928. From our humble beginnings with just a few deputies serving less than 3,000 citizens in the wilderness, CCSO now employs 1,300 people who serve 375,000 permanent residents and close to half a million during the winter season. All this year, the Collier County Sheriff's Office is celebrating a century of serving the community with honor, integrity, and pride. As part of this year-long centennial celebration, Sheriff Kevin Rambosk is proud to announce the return of Sworn Statement, the CCSO podcast where we dive deep into public safety issues unfolding right here in Southwest Florida. In our first episode back, we're examining just how far the Collier County Sheriff's Office has come in the past century by talking to longtime agency members, both past and present. This is Sworn Statement. I'm your host, Adam Fisher. While working on the Centennial Project, we sat down with nearly a dozen current and former Collier County Sheriff's Office members, all of whom served for multiple decades. You won't hear from all of them in this episode, but we'll share their thoughts in episodes to come. Today, we're looking at the growth of our agency from members who date back as far as the 1970s. Let's start with Jackie Klein, who started here in 1970 as a corrections officer simply called jailers back then, before rising to the rank of chief of investigations. The process back then was uh, I had a a deputy come by my house, and he said, how would you like to be a deputy sheriff? And I go, yeah. And then they called me into Doug Henry's office, and he was sitting behind the desk, and I was standing there, a nervous wreck. And he looked at me, and he goes, you look like you can handle yourself. You're hired. That was it. That was my interview. (laughs) I was taking home 115 a week. Most of, most of us had second jobs back then. That's one of the reasons I worked midnights because I would get off. And I had Wednesday, Thursday off. I'd get off Wednesday morning and I'd go cut grass Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and go back to work Friday night. Chief Klein was raised in Collier County and graduated from Naples High School. He was hired under Doug Henry, who became sheriff in 1956 and oversaw the area's first big population growth. That was when the sheriff's department was really on the verge of the, the boom. Naples was starting to boom, and, and the sheriff's department had to go with it. So they were looking for people, and uh, they came and I got the job. And With that type of growth, I mean, there was growing pains. Some of the some of the older deputies, you know, change is hard. Nobody likes change. So, uh, you know, it was a, quite a transition then. And we really, uh, which I liked, uh, was we were becoming professionals. We became from, like you said, the Wild West to 
professional law enforcement officers. David Johnson started at the agency two years after Chief Klein, and he also started in the jail. You only had to be 18 to work in the jail, and Johnson started a month before he finished high school. Johnson eventually became Lieutenant of the Marine Bureau before retiring in 2019. At the time, if you knew a deputy and you were buddies or friends uh, and you wanted to ride along, you just did. You didn't really have to ask anybody. They didn't care. One day, following a ride-along, Lieutenant Johnson was at CCSO headquarters when one of the deputies he had gotten to know offered him a job. He was a lieutenant, but he became later, he was the, the famous chief or Major John Rogers, ID 113. When CCSO first started giving members ID numbers or badge numbers, they started with 101. So I go in his office, and, you know, he had a very laid-back style. And I uh, cock back in his chair, and he kind of looks over my little meager application there. And he kind of looks up the wall, and he looks at me, and he goes, Well, you, you, you think you're old enough to do this? And I thought about it for a second. I said, Yeah, I think so. And he goes, Okay, well, go back in accounting and see Steve Horham. He'll give you your uniforms. <laughs> I was hired. That was it. Things were a lot simpler back then. I, I worked in the jail about a year and a half. I had something happen that uh, I got attacked during a jailbreak, and I got very, very fortunate, very, very fortunate, and uh, came out of it on the good side. And they kind of gave me credit for stopping the jailbreak. So it was a feather in my cap. So the next year, they were hurting for, for road deputies just as bad as they were hurting for all help because we, we only made about $500 a month then, and uh, so nobody wanted the job. Why would you want it? it? Didn't pay anything, and it was terrible hours, and and uh, you work by yourself, and et cetera, et cetera. But um, so I got a chance to go to go to the police academy. Like Chief Klein, Lieutenant Johnson was raised in Naples. He too was hired by Henry as the size of Collier County was growing. When Sheriff Henry was elected in 1956, the county had about 15,000 residents. By 1980. When Johnson and Klein were patrolling as certified law enforcement officers, the population had grown past 85,000, a 445% increase. There was about five people working all together in the jail then. Um, so you got to remember everything's smaller. You know, we only had maybe 40,000 people in the whole county then. And uh, in the jail itself, if we had 100 prisoners, it was unusual. We worked overlapping shifts, so a lot of the times you were working by yourself. You know, it, it's not like now. Uh, we, we, we didn't have as many cars, and you would share a car, and usually it was an old car, and uh, the sergeants got new cars, of course. But uh, we'd, we'd share a car with three or four other guys, and uh, the, the cars weren't quite as reliable. They were fast. They were big and they were fast. They had, they had big engines in them, but they uh, they weren't quite as reliable as they are now. So it wasn't uncommon for you to break down during the shift, you know, and uh, or have to get have to get help or have to stop and fix something, you know. We had about ninety deputies, ninety ID numbers, and that when I say deputies, I mean investigators, uh, supervisors, uh, road troops. Um, the people that worked in the jail, there was only a few. There was only a handful. You had six to eight. When I started, 
72. There was only three of us on a shift, maybe four. That's Tom Storer, another Southwest Florida native who came to the sheriff's office at a young age. Storer worked his way up to the position of undersheriff before retiring in 2020. We had no substations in the Naples area other than Marco Island. So you're talking maybe three, three men to a shift, maybe four. Uh, and I'm thinking probably total certified back then, maybe 55 or 60. Uh, I'm going to say back in those days, we probably have substations today that had more certifieds than we did for the whole agency. Uh, Marco, Everglades, and Immokalee shut down at 11 o'clock at night. They had substations there. Greg Smith is the chief of administration here at the Collier County Sheriff's Office. He started in 1977 when he was just 18 years old, working in the jail. However, he was out in the Amokley Jail, which was owned by the county back then. Smith said it was a very different time. There were two gentlemen on the staff who were veterans of World War I. When I went to work, there was only one other gentleman who had finished high school. So uh, we, were, we were pretty much keepers of the log and all the other records um, because we could read and write. The requirement when we got there, because I remember when I, when I drove to Naples to sign up at HR at the county, they said, you have finished eighth grade, right? I said, yes, ma'am, I've graduated. And she's like, oh, great. Chief Smith credits Doug Henry for modernizing the sheriff's office. Although Sheriff Henry was gone by the time Chief Smith was hired, Aubrey Rogers became sheriff in 1975, Chief Smith knew the former sheriff when his father was a deputy in the 1950s. You know, it started with Doug Hendry. He was the one that really started pushing um, for more professionalism and to uh, to get us into the forefront. He wanted to make sure that the people were treated fairly. Uh, he wanted to make sure that uh, everyone understood that uh, we serve the public. Those are things that are still reinforced today. And then, of course, Sheriff Rambosk is uh, all about serving the community. And, you know, when you get up in the morning, think about ways you can make it better for someone you meet. Um, Understand that, you know, you're here to serve them. Um, And understand that, you know, you're not capable of dispensing justice until you can give empathy. When talking about how former sheriffs expanded the agency, Corporal Dan Rogers has a unique perspective. Corporal Rogers is the son of Aubrey Rogers, who served as sheriff from 1975 to 1989. Dan Rogers joined the agency in 1988, right before his father retired to avoid any perceived nepotism. Although Dan Rogers is in our Marine unit now, he worked for 30 years as a youth relations deputy before that. The thing he was most proud of, and he told me this many times, was the Youth Relations Bureau that he created and and putting the deputies in the schools. So as it got time for him to retire in 88, um, I started thinking, you know, I I would like to to get involved in that aspect of the law enforcement and work with the kids. Um, When I started, I used to hear them say there were 300 and some sworn officers. So we were quite, you know, smaller in, in all regards. The new jail had been open for a few years. YRD, I think, had about 15 deputies, and now there were upwards of 50. So it's, it's 
on that end, youth relations and the number of schools and all that increased dramatically. Aubrey Rogers started with CCSO in 1957 and eventually became Sheriff Henry's chief deputy. When Sheriff Henry retired in 1975, Aubrey Rogers became Carter County's fifth sheriff. Dan Rogers remembers growing up with his dad before he was sheriff, living in Everglades City, where the agency was headquartered back then. And I know all the stories from when they first started in Everglades City. He, they would leave home going to work, and they didn't know when they were going to be back home. I mean, they, they had fishing poles in the trunk, and if you needed to catch dinner on the way home from Immokalee, um, you knew where to stop and catch a snook real quick, and, and because you worked until the job was done. There was no shift, and there were only, I think, six people when he started. He would be the only deputy on duty in Immokalee, and the radios wouldn't work from Everglades City to Immokalee. Um, if somebody in Immokalee needed a deputy, they had a light pole, and he always told me they turned the light pole on. Chief Chris Roberts knows what it's like working at one of the county's far-out outposts. In his time at the sheriff's office, Chief Roberts has worked in operations and investigations, but he started as a corrections officer in 1984 as a 19-year-old who had just moved down from Kentucky. Chief Roberts then spent time on patrol in Everglades City in the 80s before rising up the ranks in investigations. I think unlike today where we have committees and reviews and all that kind of stuff, it was just a, I'm not even sure what person it was, but at some level um, said, yep, hire that guy. My salary was $12,480 a year. Um, and then we got a, a raise to, I think it was 15000 at the time. It was a pretty good raise. My guess, best guess is probably somewhere between three and 400 people total for the sheriff's office in 84 when I started. Chief Roberts has seen the agency triple in size since he started. That's given us more people and more resources to do our job more effectively. You know, before DNA, before all the technology that we use in the rock, um, you know, before almost everything, you know, there's no such thing as drones. We had a bubble bell helicopter like you can see on the show MASH. You know, I mean, the agency was much smaller. Everybody knew everybody. So human intelligence was huge to, to law enforcement back in those days. It still is today, but it's certainly amplified a lot with technology. And there's things that technology, that we do with technology that makes it better or simply comes up with information that we wouldn't have come up with otherwise. Stephanie Spell, another longtime chief, has witnessed the evolution of technology from 25 years spent in our emergency communication center. Chief Spell was hired in 1987 as a dispatcher. In 2008, she became chief of community engagement. So there were about, probably about 20, 25 dispatchers, 911 operators. The most interesting, and now when I look back on it, the most one of the most frightening things was from 3 in the morning till 7 in the morning, there were two people in the entire communications center answering 911 and working the radios. And you prayed for those four hours that whoever you were working with didn't have to go to the bathroom because then you were it. While the agency is much larger and continues to grow, Chief Spell said the mission of the Collier County Sheriff's Office remains the same. 
know, I think we've, we've always been an agency of um, high integrity, uh, great leadership, great partnership with our, our community. It, it's changed in that, you know, those things have, have really become real, uh, the focus of our culture. Uh, again, I think with our leadership from, from our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Rambosk, really emphasized that as, as the culture. David Johnson, the former Marine lieutenant, said it's a culture of integrity. Law enforcement is still basically the same, the way I see it. It's still basically the same as when I was a kid. You go out there and you do your job, you do it the best you can, and you, and you, and you do it honestly, and you try to be as fair as possible. And that, that held true in, in the 1970s, and it holds true now. You know, back in the day, if, if you didn't respect people, if you didn't treat them right, uh, you didn't last long. You were fired. If you, if you uh, 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 abused someone, you were fired. If people think that it was different then, it, it really wasn't. Chief Spell said that integrity and service is what CCSO was built on. And those values will continue to be our focus in the future. It's really what sets us apart as a really, uh, you know, a, a, a very, very special agency. I think a lot of agencies have recognized the importance of community engagement and community partnerships. Uh, I like to say that, you know, we make an investment in the trust account of our community every day by doing the right thing and by doing things right. You know, it's, it's really a partnership. Uh, the community gives us the authority to do the things that we do. And, um, you know, that, that's really at the, at the core of what we do. Sworn Statement is a production of the Collier County Sheriff's Office under the direction of Sheriff Kevin Rambosk. This episode was written and produced by me, Adam Fisher, with audio recording and editing by Brian Barcello. Thanks for listening.